Welcome to this Market Commentator podcast. It's my weekly podcast where I speak to leading investment professionals. My name is Rijk van Ikerk and my guest today is Vanessa van Vuren. She is one of the managers of the Sunlam Investment Management Small Cap Fund. The other manager is Santrian Naidu. Vanessa, thank you so much for joining me. How long have you been managing this fund? Good afternoon, Ray. I've been managing this fund since the beginning of 2012. So we're looking at about just under eight years. But the small cap sector in South Africa, probably for the last decade, has been under immense pressure. How do you approach managing a small cap fund in such an environment? I mean, you're hitting the nail on the head. I mean, it's been an extremely tough period and it's been very protracted, as you've talked about, 10 years. I think... In my experience, I mean, what you need to do is you need to go back to the basics. So at the end of the day, we're looking for ideas to make money for our clients. We're looking for investments where we can invest in companies in an early stage and reap those rewards. And the critical issue is we don't have any assistance from the macro environment. So we need to basically do much more detailed research, much more detailed risk management um, and understand everything that we're investing in and the risks around that because you don't have a rising tide lifts all ships kind of environment that you had in the previous decade. So that's pretty much how we approach it. It's just very rigorous research. We do still find great opportunities and and a lot of particular corporate investments and self-help type stories as opposed to just depending on a macro recovery. As opposed to just holding NASPAS and everything becomes mm. quite easy. What is, the, what, do, what is your mandate in the small cap fund? In which companies can you invest? So our mandate is, is pretty straightforward. It's basically anything outside of the large cap top 40 space. So the JSE publishes a benchmark called the large cap index. And and so if those stocks are all out of our limits. We cannot we cannot invest in those stocks. So effectively, we would look at the, the SWIX or the, let's call it the all share index, excluding those large cap stocks. And and so it's effectively the small and the mid cap universes and lower down the indices. You can go into the fledgling and the Altex space. And yeah, and so it's anything that's not large cap. Many analysts believe there are only around 100 or 120 investable shares on the JSE, companies with sufficient liquidity to, to allow good trading. How big is this investment universe you have and, and may invest in? Look, it has it has shrunk a lot, Rake, over the last few years. I mean, that is the issue, is our investable universe has contracted, not only just because of very poor performance, but also because of companies leaving the stock exchange. I mean, we've had um, companies going bankrupt, exiting being bought out, etc. So it's been very tough from that point of view. I mean, the universe is, the, you can basically invest across the whole spectrum, down to the smallest company, depending on the size of your fund. And I think with many of us, our funds have contracted materially. So, you know, our fund is sitting at about just shy of 300 million at the moment, which does make our fund fairly nimble in terms of the ability to invest into stocks, down to quite small market caps. But having said that, I mean, the risk profile that we, the risk environment is such that, we also need to be cognizant of that from a from a liquidity point of view, from from the smaller company, the very smaller company's perspective. So, we do tend to concentrate at the moment tactically more on the sort of larger small caps and and mid caps. But having said that, we do not ignore an opportunity if it's lower down in in the fledgling space, which which we would call the nursery area of of the markets. How many holdings do you have? At the moment, we've got forty five holdings in the fund. From an investor's perspective, why would an investor invest in a small cap fund? So, I mean, look, historically, there is there's, there was a very compelling historical argument around the small cap premium, which, you know, we've done a lot of work on that. And we've we've have 
unfortunately witnessed in the last decade that that premium has eroded completely and it's moved to a discount. So if you compare the performance you've had out of large caps versus the mid and the small cap space, it's materially different, major underperformance, up to double digit underperformance in the last three years. And that has largely eroded that that argument around, you know, you can get a protracted outperformance from small and mid caps. But having said that, it has been a very brutal cycle. I mean, we've gone through an unprecedented economic decline in this country. And then with what's happened in the last year, the introduction of COVID has, has just added a whole other layer of risk and complexity to the investment environment. So I feel that it's, it's almost a penal environment to, to look at in the last 10 years. But the, the, the argument is that there is a, a differentiation, there's a diversity that we offer. We are an area that's neglected, people especially after the performance you've seen in the last five to 10 years. So, so a lot of very decent companies that exist in our universe are just not considered by larger investment managers. And if you don't take the time to do the research and many people feel that it's not worth the effort, you will not be able to mine the gems that come out of that universe. So yeah, that's that's basically, the idea is that we will nurture companies and extract those returns over the long run as those companies mature and they evolve through their own evolution. And that's the, that's the kind of investor we're looking, we need an investor with a very long-term horizon and someone who can stomach significant downturns and hopefully then reap the rewards over sort of a more of a 10 to 15 year type horizon, I think. I am looking at the uh, fact sheet of the uh, small cap fund and the largest holding is in Renogen, it's a very interesting company. It's involved in renewable energy, not only in South Africa, but in Southern Africa. But it's an Alt-X listed company. It's an interesting choice. Why are you so bullish on Renogen? So, yeah, Rick, I mean, we've we've held Renogen for many years. And more recently, in probably in the last two years, we've increased our stake. It's a very unique asset. It's very below the radar. I mean, people are not interested in it because at this point in time, it's an oil and gas play. It's got the, the gas asset, which basically regenerates itself. And the interesting part about it is it started out as a natural gas play and it's evolved to a helium play because as they've explored the resource better, they've discovered that there's very high concentrations of helium in the resource, which is actually an, a gas which doesn't replace itself. It doesn't regenerate. So it's a finite resource globally. And a lot of the major um, helium fields in the world have actually um, been depleted. So the globally, helium is used in all sorts of things like MRIs, in medical processes. It's used for many, many manufacturing processes. It's a critical gas, so we need more of it. And that's what's attracted me more and more recently to the size of the holding. And again, it'll only start production in the next year and a half to two years, so it's a longer-dated asset. But in the medium term, you can see significant upside from the asset versus where it's trading at at the moment. So it's one that we're taking a very long-term view on, but we see um, great demand for both for gas and for the helium within in that asset. Yeah, it has performed well over the past year, around 60% higher, and I would assume most of those gains would have been last year, but great prospects. Second on the list is Signia, Magda Vizitska's uh, company. Why Signia? So Signia is, uh, I mean, it's long been a company, again, that we've held for a long time. As you know, we, we take a very longer term view on these businesses. And again, with Signia, we've seen a lot of innovation in the investment case. We've seen a place where she's come into the market as a disruptor, in, in particularly in the passive universe. A lot of growth there. We know in the active universe how much competition we face from the passive side of the industry. And, and just a lot of innovation in a product range. And in, inherently, asset management businesses are great businesses. They're highly scalable, good returns, low capital investments. And so... 
Signia has been through a large part of its heavy investment, let's call it that, and it's now at the point where it's it's potentially going to reap very nice returns. Obviously, there's volatility with the market, but it set itself up very nicely and good, very disruptive in both employee benefit space as well as across the spectrum of the, of the passive space. So I just think it's a it's a really nice opportunity. Again, taking a very longer term view on it, um, and we we we're quite happy to back this management team um, in the longer term. Magda has indeed made some very successful investments in the recent time. Year to date, 35% higher over the last year, around 60%. But both Renogen and Signia, their shares are very illiquid. How do you deal with that challenge? So, I mean, as I indicated earlier, our assets have become quite a bit smaller just through performance. So that does give us a little bit of an edge in terms of tradability. But generally, we've been able to cope with the the liquidity profile of our top 10. I mean, I, I know that those stocks are more illiquid than the average, but we still manage to trade them. So we're just tactical in how we trade. So if we have a big outflow, we will we will trade very carefully in terms of that. But we so far, we have been able to manage it. I mean, if I look across my top 10 and the most concentrated area of the portfolio, there isn't anything that I, I cannot move like overnight. Yeah, I mean, it's something you've got to manage carefully. And obviously, you've got to look for um, ways to move that stock carefully and you've got to trade with limits. But we can move the holdings in our fund, definitely. Let's talk about the future because I think that's going to be very interesting. Uh, the world has changed. Uh, the economic prospects for South Africa has fallen off a cliff. And m- most of the, the smaller and mid-cap stocks are largely focused on the local market and are therefore linked to the performance of the local economy. How do you foresee your the prospects for small and mid-cap companies in this environment to, to change over the next few years? So, Rick, it's a difficult question to answer in terms of timing. I mean, what we do know in terms of the history is that, as I indicated earlier, the cycle has been extremely brutal. And so we've seen a lot of companies go through extremely tough times and have to remodel their whole structures and and look at what is potentially obsolete obsolete in their in their businesses what is structurally at risk and and that's a constantly evolving process but i think the companies that have survived the the economic environment we've been through for 10 years as well as the recent onslaught of covid i mean surely there must be an argument for these companies being in a very strong position longer term we have seen more marginal players exit the market we have seen companies with problematic balance sheets issue rights um, undertake rights issues etc so we think that as soon as you do see an improvement, I mean, we can, I cannot see a scenario that we'd have 20 years of economic decline. I mean, surely that would be absolutely unprecedented from an economic theory point of view, from mm-hmm. a business cycle point of view. You know, we, we, the government has to get its acts in order. The environment, the, the entire macroeconomic framework has to really change its trajectory. And there is enormous pent up value in these underlying shares that, that reside in the mid and small cap space, especially the financial, industrial and property side, because we know resources has had its own independent drivers and it's had a phenomenal performance in the last five years. And and so you're seeing companies with high-quality franchises, high-quality brands, superior businesses with great um, economic moats around them that are trading at really, really attractive levels. So that in itself is an argument for, you know, building a portfolio at this point in time and just closing your eyes and knowing that in 10 years' time, hopefully you could have doubled or tripled your money. That's that's what I'm, that's the kind of scenario I, could, I should foresee. But again, I cannot time for you exactly when, the government gets its act in order when the macroeconomic trajectory gets properly on a, on, a, on a better course. So we just have to wait patiently and we have to risk manage and we have to basically look for ideas where there is an ability to navigate the, the very treacherous macro backdrop for these domestically orientated companies. Value is an interesting concept and, and it seems with the, the value on offer in the sector, 
like a small cap fund may become a, a contrarian fund in the near future? Absolutely. I mean, Rake, there is absolutely no interest in our space. I mean, we have no institutional broader interest, so there's no large mandates out there where people are looking to, to, to make a tactical switch into the our side of the market. There's no interest whatsoever. There's limited liquidity. So all of that is like, is causing this negative cocktail. And at some point that will turn. And when you see these companies start to perform better on a sustainable basis, fundamentally, there will be an attraction back to the sector. It's a cyclical thing. It will come back. And I think then there will be a lot of money to be made. So we just have to continue to ride this out. It has been very protracted. But I firmly believe that that we, by risk managing and by selecting companies that have a sustainable future, there is a lot of money to be made in the space. Vanessa, thank you so much for your time today. That was Vanessa van Furen. She is one of the fund managers of the Sunlum Investment Management uh, Small Cap Fund.